Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. After the weekend, all of the draft boards are changing. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are in for Greeny today. We are coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, presented by Progressive Insurance. Ah, Mock Draft 3.0, Todd McShay, ESPN, NFL Draft Analyst, and of course, of the First Draft Podcast. Follow him at McShay13 on Twitter. He joins us right now. Todd, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. We appreciate the time. Let's get right into it and start with what we saw over the weekend and who helped themselves the most through the combine in Indianapolis. Oof, that's a good question. I'm, first of all, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, was. I mean, how many times do you see a six foot four, two hundred and forty three pound quarterback run running the four fours? I mean, and and just the overall workout now. We've talked about it before. He he has so much work to do in terms of his his footwork and his mechanics as a pass a passer. But as talking to GMs this this past week, he's one of those guys where it's like, all right, if I take him, am I getting a bust? But if I pass on him, am I going to look back in three years and say what was I thinking? You know, so he's one of the most polarizing players. I think in the entire class, um, Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from Georgia, who had a, a pec muscle um, injury this past year and, and missed a lot of the season, but he comes out, he looks healthy, and just as an edge rusher to run a four-three-nine, I mean that's better than most of the wide receivers, and had a forty-one and a half inch vertical. So he's another player who I think really helped himself. Bijan Robinson. I don't know that he helped himself, the running back from Texas, but but he put up some some really impressive numbers. You know, at five eleven, two hundred and fifteen pounds, running a four four six forty, and had a one one five two ten yard split. And I know that it, most people are like, "What does that mean?" It was it was I think the second fastest of all the running backs. And you're talking about guys who are who are like five nine. 195 pounds, and he's at 5'11", 215 pounds. So there are a whole bunch of guys that, that really help themselves. Todd, I know that most people have identified the five teams in the top ten that are targeting quarterbacks, that being the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Uh, you have the Seahawks and the Lions potentially going the route of position players, but are those two teams that could pivot and go to the quarterbacks based on how well – the majority of those quarterbacks at the top of the draft showed at the combine this past weekend. I, I don't. I, I, can't, I really can't see it with Geno Smith just signing the three-year extension. I think he's their guy. You know. So, and I, I can't believe I'm saying it because a year ago I would have thought it's an absolute lock that the Lions are going to take a quarterback. 
But I think they believe in Jared Goff, and I think he he showed uh, obviously a lot of promise and, and a lot of improvement, but the leadership that they're looking for too. So I don't think either of those teams are going to be in the mix. I, I think they're going to try to get better around the quarterback position. Todd McShay, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, First Draft Podcast, joining Canty and Carlin and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. All right, Todd, separate fact from fiction here on just how close these four quarterbacks that you project to go in the top 10 with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and then Will Levis. How far apart are these guys? Is, or, and is there someone who is definitively better than everybody else? I think Bryce Young is definitively better than everybody else. The problem is you're talking about a quarterback at 204 pounds who would be the first quarterback since we started tracking it in 2006 that would weigh that, you know, would be that, that small. And so, and it's, it, as a football player, he's not a runner. He, he protects himself for the most part. Yeah, he had the shoulder injury for a few weeks, but played through it this past year. He's taken a bunch of hits in the SEC, and I know a 17-game season in the NFL is a whole different animal. I get it. But he, he is something special with his, his poise, his demeanor. You know, Kirk Herbstreit and I talked about it, and, and he had a great analogy. He, it's like watching Steph Curry. Like, yeah, he doesn't belong in the court. He doesn't look like anybody else. But he, he's just, he understands where everything is going and everything is so slow to him. And that's why I, I think he's definitively the number one quarterback. Number two to me, and, and it really isn't close, is C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. And the biggest question mark with C.J. was, why aren't you using your mobility? He's not a great athlete, but he's a good enough athlete. And he did in the Georgia game. I know, I know it was a loss in the, in, the, um, in the semifinals. But showing the ability to, to just, you know what, like I'm taking this game over. And there are a lot of times where it's like, all right, I'm working within the system. He has great and like understanding of, of where he's looking, going through progressions. He can make every throw. If you put a highlight reel together of, of his best throws, it's better than any one of the quarterbacks in this class, but he's got to be able to, to create more and extend more. And I, I think that's kind of the difference between Bryce and CJ, but CJ has all the talent in the world. And if he decides, Hey, I'm going to utilize my mobility a little bit more and extend a little bit more and not just work within the system. He's got a chance to, to really elevate his game at the next level. After that, it's kind of a crapshoot. You could go Will Levis from Kentucky, who I love his character, his toughness. He fought through injuries all season long. He had a terrible offensive line. He had a running back who was a star who was suspended for four games. But late interceptions, 21 interceptions over the last two years, um, and just not always – when the pocket's collapsing on him – his eyes tend to drop and he's, it seems like he panics a little bit. And so that's an area he's going to have to improve upon. And then the most physically gifted quarterback of all of them, and it's not close as we talked about Anthony Richardson, it's six four, two hundred and forty four pounds running, you know, running in the four fours and, and with a rifle of an arm, but he, it, he's 
13 starts, just not ready yet. But if you, you put him in the right system, you give him a year, you let him learn, and you get with a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator who can actually help him mechanically, he's got a chance to be an absolute star at the next level. Talking with ESPN NFL Draft Analyst Todd McShay on Greeny. And, Todd, how does the talent at the top of this year's quarterback class impact the compensation that the Bears would receive if, in fact, they choose to trade down from number one? Oh, I think they're in a great spot. I mean, if they let's say they trade back to number four with the Colts, which is what I had them doing in this, this mock draft. They're probably going to get the 35th pick from the Colts and then probably a fourth-round pick as well. So now – now you're still picking at four. You get a chance, you know, whether it's Will Anderson or another another one of the top defensive players, and and then you get the 35th pick in addition to the picks that they already have. So for an organization that is committed, it feels like, to Justin Fields, you need to build around him. You need weapons. You need offensive line help. And that would allow them to put, you know, Fields in a much better position. So, and I actually had him trading back twice. Like, I could see them moving back, and then another team wanting to move up again in number four, and then they can get some more competi- uh, compensation. So, I think they're in a great spot. If, if they believe truly in, in Justin Fields, and, and I'm guessing and hearing that they do based off of what he showed this year, you get a chance to really build your roster around him. Todd McShay, ESPN NFL draft analyst with us. Todd, uh, one thing I did notice, Jalen Carter's not in your top 10. So with everything that's going on around him, how much is he going to fall? And what was your takeaway from uh, the warrant that was issued the other day? And, of course, he came back to the combine after surrendering to police. Yeah, it's just a tragic situation. There's there's character questions prior to prior to the incident and and obviously this is a major incident but we know the league if if he's cleared to play and and it becomes just a misdemeanor then then he's i would argue this jalen carter is the best football player in this draft wow when he's healthy i mean if you watched him when he got healthy at the end, end of the year there was no one more disruptive. And I love Will Anderson, the defensive end from Alabama. But Jalen Carter is that good of a football player. Where uh, if I'm the Bears, I would, and there was no character issues and no concerns, I would legitimately think about maybe I don't move back and I just take this player because he's that big of an impact player. But I I moved him down to 12. And I, listen, I, I called as many teams as I could, and no one wants to talk about it because it's legal issues and and there's so much information that's not out there yet. So it, it is a wait and see with Carter, but he could easily be a top five pick, or he could drop somewhere in the middle uh, middle of the first round. Todd, good stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for the insight. All right, fellas. Have a good day. Yep. Check out his Mock Draft 3.0 drop today on ESPN.com. It's Todd McShay. And, of course, you can follow him on Twitter, at McShay13, and on the First Draft podcast. When you hear that there is more stuff and nobody wants to talk about it and not everything has come out, that's not making you feel particularly good No, it's good not a good sign. That's not a good sign. No, it is not. I forgot to ask McShay if Will Levis is actually afraid of milk. 
Wow. Like, is that possible that a man is afraid of milk? That was the story that kind of was making the rounds this weekend, but it felt like he's afraid of milk. Fake. Okay. All right. As long as he's not afraid of NFL defensive linemen, I don't have a problem with him being drafted in the top 10. Have you be- ever been afraid of any food whatsoever? Yes. What? Mayonnaise. I'm terrified of mayonnaise. Still are to this day. To this day. Like if I put mayonnaise in mayonnaise, front of you, anything that has aioli in it, I won't touch it. Cam, anything that you are deathly afraid of? I was scared of spinach as a kid, and I believe it was also reported that Will Levis may put mayonnaise in like his coffee or something. Yeah, I so did see that. He's a pretty I think weird he's guy. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that he does that regularly. I thought that part of it might have been a bit. Bubba, anything that you are currently or ever have been afraid of? Food-wise. I mean, I, I don't even know what that means. We're afraid of food? and There are foods I'm not. I know what I'm, it means. I'm not, I don't like, but I mean. There was nothing they ever looked at that was like, Ugh, I'm not, no. Well, I'm not afraid of it. I, I feel like afraid <laughs> is a, a very strange word to use there. No, Bubba. it's not. But Bubba, it goes beyond just you not eating it. But if you see somebody else eating it, it makes you nauseous. Because that's how I am with mayonnaise. Yeah. Like, if I see somebody, if I'm having lunch with somebody and they're sitting there dipping their fries in mayonnaise, I think that's absolutely disgusting. What if, okay. it's, what if it's chipotle mayo? It doesn't matter. It's disgusting. It doesn't matter at all. Yes. Chipotle mayo is pretty great. It really okay. is. I don't even like, I hate regular mayonnaise. I love chipotle mayo. I'm not going to lunch with either one of you guys. I, you know what? I, I More just, mayo for us? Yeah, listen. I could not stand it as a kid, and I, the only thing I have ever been afraid of, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts I was afraid of as a kid. I don't know why. What, why are you afraid of Brussels sprouts? I don't know. They, at the time, like I told you, my mother was an absolute butcher in the kitchen. It was okay. just terrible. I can't tell by your stature. Uh, well, I know. Well, I, I, <laughs> I went elsewhere to fulfill my needs. And with that in mind, like it, they had like these little, uh, they had like little pointy things to them that just kind of freaked me out the way that they were. I don't know. Are you sure they were Brussels sprouts? I think they were. <laughs> Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Everything that's happened to this point and hasn't happened for Lamar is actually the Ravens' fault. I want him here, Steve wants him here, and Lamar wants to be here. So uh, it's going to work out. But does he? Does he want to be there? I don't know, John. Well, well, we not be reading that one right anymore. Well, he hadn't pulled the plug on contract talks, right? Yeah. Eric DaCosta went down to South Florida to meet with him at his home and, and, and discuss parameters on a contract. So the fact that he was willing to take a meeting from the general manager from the Ravens leaves the door open at least if they come with the right offer. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're still overpaying for a razor in this economy, that's just flat-out gross. Inflation is lame, crying at the gas station, lame. Overpaying for razors, lame. That's why Dollar Shave Club exists. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. They've been hawking shaving products for years online, and they're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Get your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Epic razors, epically affordable. 4 p.m. today is the deadline to put the franchise tag on players. Here is Ozzie Newsom yesterday, the Ravens executive vice president, and, uh, of course, the Hall of Fame tight end, guy who used to be the GM for the team, yesterday on the Bernie Kosar show, outlining where their plans stand with Lamar Jackson. Well, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that we have a deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock uh, to put the tag on. And, and I know today uh, and up until about 3.30 tomorrow, uh, a lot of energy is going to be put, be utilized and trying to get the deal done. And if not, we will put the franchise tag on him. The question then becomes, though, which franchise tag will they put on Lamar Jackson? I don't think either one of us believes the deal gets done today. No. I don't think so at no, all. No, they've been trying to get a deal done two years. Why am I going to think it's going to get done over the next eight hours? The, the only reason would be if you believe in the whole deadlines get deals done thing, but I'm sorry, two years? It's one thing if it's been a month. Two years? No. Yeah. No, I don't believe that at all. So, you asked this question to Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider earlier. Which tag should Lamar Jackson want the Ravens to put on him? I think you're rooting for the non-exclusive because that allows other teams to make you offers. If you're Lamar Jackson and you believe this fully guaranteed deal that the Ravens won't give me is out there, some other team would give it, the non-exclusive franchise tag is your opportunity to find that out. If the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag on him, that's them saying, all right, we have not made any progress. You want full guarantees. We don't want to give those just on principle. Go find it. If, if other teams are willing to give you that, we have right of first refusal. We can decide, sure, we'll match it. Yeah, you were right. We were wrong. The market supports that deal for you. We'll do it. Or they can say, good luck to you. Uh, we'll take those two first-round picks and rebuild around those. Look, I, I get it from what he's saying. I tend to side with what you kind of laid out yesterday, mm. that if you're Lamar Jackson, you want that exclusive tag because it sets the floor at a much higher level at $45 million. Well, it also sets the floor for the amount of guarantees coming your way, right? Because we use the three-year, you know, the three-year, I, I guess the first three years of any contract 
as the the standard for the amount of the deal that the teams are willing to guarantee. In this instance, we're talking about three consecutive franchise tags that Lamar Jackson would be forced to play over. So if they tag him this year with the exclusive variety, it's $45 million. 20% increase from that leads it to $54 million. 20% increase from that leads it to $77 million. Now, these are ballpark estimates, give or take a million dollars here or there. But you're talking about over the next three years, if he just plays under franchise tags, 175 to $180 million. Think about it. That, that's the part, that's the floor for the amount of guaranteed money that the Baltimore Ravens would have to come to the table with for Lamar Jackson on a new deal. And the floor for average annual value would have to be $45 million. That's where we're starting the yeah. negotiation at. So if you're Lamar, that's a better place to start than the $32.5 million. The other thing that I would say, and I know people think that it's not as much of a risk because of the Deshaun Watson precedent, I'm a little bit leery of NFL owners making the decision that they're not going to give another player what Deshaun Watson got because of this exact situation. Yeah, That has to be a concern because it's bigger than just Lamar Jackson. You're talking about a league-wide issue at that point. And in an offseason, when we're going to see top-flight top, top quarterbacks come to teams with their demands, whether it's Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts, NFL owners don't want to have to write a quarter of a billion-dollar check and put it into escrow immediately upon signing a player because that's what you have to do if you guarantee a player $250 million, kind of like what the, the Cleveland Browns did with Deshaun Watson. So it's, it's an issue for NFL owners in terms of having the full amount of a contract guaranteed because of the young quarterbacks that are in line for paydays. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We're brought to you by Wendy's, two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. If I'm Lamar, as much as he has been pushing for that fully guaranteed deal, yeah. I don't have to have the entire deal guaranteed. I have to have 231 million guaranteed. <laughs> That's what I have to have. I have to have the same amount that he got guaranteed for me and then maybe you can make it a little bit more palatable by tacking a year or two onto the deal to make it more cap friendly if you're the Ravens. Look, I get Steve Bishotti doesn't want to write that check. Tough. This is what has happened. You can Blame Jimmy Haslam all you want. You can try to keep it from happening, saying it was an outlier, and everybody has been trying to say it's an outlier. Sure. Canty, at some point we're getting there, and it's sooner rather than later. And if it comes to me not losing my franchise quarterback over it, I'm sorry. I have to figure out a way to write that big fat check and put it right into escrow right now. Well, we're going to find out exactly where the Ravens are at and where NFL owners are at based on what happens right here before 4 p.m. Because if the Ravens go the route of using the non-exclusive franchise tag, then maybe they know something that we don't. Look, maybe they know something hey, that we don't, and that's if the they risk. do that, and that's, that's the, their uh, well. Listen, it's stupid. It's a, it's a dicey proposition for the Ravens, but also for the league because we saw what happened with Deshaun Watson, a player that's more accomplished because of what Lamar has done in our league, and a player with less baggage than what Deshaun Watson brings to the table. If he doesn't get a fully guaranteed contract that's north of the two hundred thirty million that Deshaun got. People are going to raise an eyebrow as to why 
NFL teams are unwilling to go to that territory with Lamar. Let me ask. And you it's going to have to be more. It's going to have to be about more than just the risk of injury. No, it has to be more about uh, more than about that. And Canty, I'm sorry. I believe. I don't want to speculate on collusion, yeah. but that has to be a part of this conversation. I agree. As well. I agree. But I also believe that if they give him the non-exclusive, he'll have four offers by tonight. I, or, or whenever the free agency window technically opens, sure. You know, as they're working it out behind the scenes, he'll have he'll have offers to work with, and they would be doing themselves a disservice at that point because they are not controlling what they get in return at that point. Because all all you're doing is I'm either going to suck it up and give him the deal that somebody else would, and I end up having to pay it anyway, or I'm taking two first-round picks, which frankly isn't enough. Well, here's the alternative. You give him the exclusive franchise tag and he doesn't sign it. Then where's your team? Mm -hmm. You're burning a season because Lamar Jackson presumably wouldn't sign the exclusive franchise tag. He's not going to sign any tag. He wants his money. Mm -hmm. So if you give him the exclusive franchise tag, that's a $45 million cap charge that you've got to hold in place for Lamar, and he's not bringing anything to the table because technically he's not under contract. So where does that leave you if you're the Baltimore Ravens? My whole point is this. If you put the exclusive, the non-exclusive franchise tag on them, at least it provides a path forward either to getting a long-term deal done with Lamar or to resetting your franchise, getting a bevy of draft picks, and potentially package them to move up and get a quarterback. The college basketball season is in its home stretch, and that means Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Kenty Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. On the way, well, the franchise tag deadline is in just over five hours. Kenty, uh, he might have a little deadline of his own coming up that we have to address. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, 
a little bit more breaking news when it comes to the quarterbacks. We have got that for you in just 30 seconds. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I mean, it's sort of breaking news, but we had Dan Graziano on last hour. And he was working on confirming that the Jets had talked with Aaron Rodgers. Mm. And he has since confirmed that the Jets have had conversations with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers this week regarding a potential trade. They said those conversations were expected to take place Tuesday, but it was unclear this morning uh, if that will result in a trade um i'll tell you listen i won't argue for a second that aaron Rodgers makes the jets better but i think when we're talking about the entire package everything that is involved here it is it is a big mistake well we can say that but at least we have a little more insight as to why the jets were willing to allow Derek carr to sign elsewhere because they knew that they were going to be able to have a legitimate chance at landing Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback in 2023. And if you look at their roster, specifically the defensive side of the ball, they have a unit that is championship caliber. You look at their offense, they have the offensive player of the offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson. They had a guy that would have been offensive rookie of the year in Brees Hall before he got hurt. Their offensive line, if everybody comes back healthy, should be damn good. So I, I – I can understand how they can talk themselves into thinking that we might have one or two goes at it to win a title if Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback as opposed to Derek Carr. I understand that mentality as well. I just want to know a few things in these conversations. Number one, you coming to OTAs? I'd like to get you to know the receivers a little bit. It might be nice. I know your offseason is your offseason. Yeah. But we also need to figure out exactly how you're going to fit and how they're going to fit with you to maximize the return on this. Number two, where's your head at here long-term? Do you, are you just, Oh, this is not a long-term deal. Well, I mean, long-term is like, are we just going to accept that we're dealing with this year and that's it? That that might be the case. It might be the case. Yeah. I just want answers to a few questions. I'm not saying that that's a deal breaker. What I want to know is what is Aaron Rodgers' level of commitment to playing at this point? Because every time he talks about retiring, that's not a commitment to playing football. That's not a commitment to winning. And I, I truly believe that when you are talking about all the drama that he brings, and Chris, he brings drama. He doesn't get in legal trouble or anything like that, but he brings drama. Number two, he's going to cost a fortune. You can get it worked out, I'm sure, with the cap and all that stuff and the $58 million, uh, that he has guaranteed coming to him before the beginning of the season. Uh, number three, does what do I have to give up to get him? Am I giving up the 13th pick to get Aaron Rodgers? I probably am. I mean, I listen, I'd love it if it was a second and a third or something like that, but I'm trying to be realistic here. I, I am going to so many lengths here to make this guy my guy, and I've got so many unanswered questions about him. This is where my problem lies. Can I ask you a question? Does Aaron Rodgers give you a better chance of making the playoffs than Derek Carr? This year, 
Does he give you a better chance of making the playoffs than Derek Carr? Chris, he didn't make the playoffs. I'm just asking. Well, neither did Derek Carr. Does does Aaron Rodgers give you a better chance of making the playoffs than Derek Carr in 2023? Because that's all that should matter if you're Joe Douglas and Rob Sala. You're trying to get into the playoffs to save your damn job. Who who cares about the 13th overall pick? That doesn't matter. I'm I'm trying to get a quarterback that at least gives me competent play for the position and somebody that could take advantage of the rest of the pieces that I've been able to assemble on this roster. Aaron Rodgers does that for you. Aaron Rodgers gives you an opportunity for your quarterback to be the difference in meaningful games in December and in January if you're matched up against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or a team like the Buffalo Bills or a team like the Cincinnati Bengals. That matters. But how can I definitively say that about Rodgers right now when he did not play well this past year? No, he did. Especially down the stretch in the season. How do I know it's not fading? How do I know that's not the case? I I know he hurt the thumb. Maybe that's part of it. But I didn't say I didn't say that this guy is guaranteed slam dunk. I said he gives you a chance to be the difference. But my, uh, he gives I you know. a chance to have a and, quarterback that can be the but difference. But this is my point when I'm saying I don't know that he definitively gives me a better chance than Carr. I don't know that. I'm not going to argue that in uh, his prime he's an amazing player. Yeah, I, disagree I don't know that. that he's still in his prime. Well, he's not. He's not in his prime. I, I think there is some decline there, but I still think he is a better football player than Derek Carr. He's a better football player. Yeah, listen. I don't, I don't know that I can say that definitively anymore wow. after what I just saw. And I, I know how great of a player he is and how much of a Hall of Famer he is. I want to win, and this guy hasn't won. He hasn't won. This past year was winning a priority for him in the offseason and getting himself ready. No, the Packers leaked it out there that they thought that Aaron Rodgers didn't exactly show up in the best shape in the world last year. I want to know all these answers if I'm the New York Jets. Otherwise, if I'm star chasing like I did with Brett Favre, like I did with Tim Tebow, if you're the owner, you just don't get it. If that's all this is, you just don't get it. If you gave truth serum, I believe, to Joe Douglas or to Robert Sala, they'd rather be sitting here today with Derek Carr. Here's the thing. If you get Aaron Rodgers, if you land Aaron Rodgers, you've got a better chance at winning a championship this year than if you had Derek Carr. Now, what happens after this year? Who knows? How long can Aaron Rodgers sustain this level of play? Who knows? And that's why we both thought that Derek Carr made more sense because you're not giving up any premium draft picks and you've got a little bit of a longer runway and it's going to be significantly less money, which means you can lock up other core players that you like to keep around long term. You can pay guys like Quentin Williams, who's going to want to be paid the top dollar for defensive linemen in the National Football League. You can take care of that business, Carlin. You don't have to worry about those issues. But now with, with Aaron Rodgers, it, it might delay that, uh, those other things that you would like to put on this team in order to vault you into a true title contender in the AFC, which is the tougher of the two conferences, if we're being honest. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. The college basketball season is in the home stretch. That means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. It's championship week. Catch all the games on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Plus, and more. Plus, ESPN Radio's coverage of the ACC tournament begins tomorrow night. 
Greeny, brought to you by Wendy's. Two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. So we got a little bit of an update on the Geno Smith contract. Turns out it's not three years, $105 million. It's a three years with a base of $75 million with $30 million in incentives. So does that change anything in terms of what the Seattle Seahawks are willing to do at the top of this year's draft? No. I, I think they absolutely could still draft a quarterback. I think they if and well, to yeah, me, according, according that to me, quarterback yeah. would be Richardson. Yeah. Well you, you saw you saw what Anthony Richardson said about his meeting with Pete Carroll. He said it was phenomenal. Yeah. It went well. Like he he loved it. It felt like a great fit. And he's a guy that I th- would we both agree that Anthony Richardson is probably a year or two away from playing? Yeah, and that that's yeah. perfect for where Geno Smith is at. Yep. Let Geno Smith be your guy for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And when Anthony Richardson is ready, no rush, you put him in as your starting quarterback. What's going on with you? You, you've been talking about having some kind of issue, and I, you know. Well, well yeah, I mean, you've listen, been moping around listen, a in a day bit. where we're talking about teams tagging players with the franchise label, I, I mean, I feel like I'm having a little bit of trouble with my franchise player. So this problem? is an issue that is a month in the making with my wife. Mm. Now, about a month ago, my wife is doing dishes after we had dinner. She prepared a lovely meal. She's doing the dishes. She takes off her engagement ring and her wedding band. She wears them on her left ring finger, obviously. And um, she was doing the dishes. She didn't want to lose it down the drain. I, of course, you know the horror stories of people that have lost their, their wedding rings down drains. And so she takes them off. And then after she's done with the dishes, she puts her wedding band and her wet engagement ring back on her hand. Mm-hmm. Problem is she puts it on the wrong finger. She puts it on the left middle finger and p- instead of the left ring finger. So it's an issue because she can't get it off of her middle finger, her middle finger being a little bit bigger than her ring finger. Was she asleep when she was doing it? No, or she just it? wasn't paying attention. Okay. You know, it's one of those things. She okay. just wasn't paying attention. So anyway, I, I let it go for a little while because I'm like, you know what? It's whatever. It's, her hand swells. Maybe the swelling will go down. She'll be able to take it off. That doesn't happen after about a week. So we, we try to get different things, and trust me, we've tried about every lubrication known to man, and we still can't get the damn thing off her middle finger. It won't come off. So we've come to the conclusion after a couple of weeks that she's got to go to the jeweler, get it soldered off, and have them put it back together and put it on the right finger. So she still hasn't done this, and we're a month later since she put it on the wrong finger. So I'm trying to determine at what point do I have the right to be outraged because I know if the shoe were on the other foot, if I had my wedding band on the wrong finger, all hell would break loose. So I'm trying to, like, if the inverse is true, Mm. then don't I have the right to be upset as her husband that she's wearing the rings that I gave her on the wrong finger? Um, It's simple. The time when you have... uh the right to be upset about it is never. And, and What? It's never. How is that never? Because, Chris, I've been married 16 years. Okay. okay. First of all, look at my ring finger. Am I wearing my ring? No. I'm not wearing my ring. Now, that has to do with some water retention on my part at the moment. A little bit okay. thicker than usual. <laughs> all but right. I'm not, I haven't been wearing my ring in a while. All right. You will find that the wearing of the ring down the line is not that big of a deal. We're in our first year of marriage. I I understand that. She's still wearing it. She hasn't been taking it off and going out into public and shopping around. But here's the thing. If I put my band on the wrong finger, all hell would break loose. There would be anarchy in our house. 
That would be a problem. I have to tell you this. You're adorable. You think that's you think that's something? You think you have a reason to be upset about that? Now, I'm not saying I have a reason, Kiki, but I feel like I have a right. The three most important words that you need to know are pick your spots. Sure. This is not one of them. She's still wearing the ring. She hasn't had time to go and get it done. There is no reason for you to be upset. But if I did it, she would have a problem with it, which is why yeah. I feel like I have rookie, a right to be upset. Yes, rookie. Welcome to the NFL. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.